Welcome back and thank you for listening. Today we're going to talk about the emotional component of your communication. How do you reassure, please, and convince people better? What you do is you have a component of your communication that talks to the emotional person, not just the rational person, but also the emotional person. Now, because of differences in brain wiring, usually we associate women with better emotional communication, and that's valid and biologically supported. So very often men are worse at what I'm talking about here than women are. Let's take an example. A person expresses a concern or a need. There's actually two things that are happening. The first is the concern or the need is real. They need something, and and this is the center of, of what they're saying to you, but they're also having an emotional need, they're having emotional concerns, and your communication will do a lot better for whatever you want to do with that communication if you address both separately or together. So let's take an example. Uh, uh, An employee approaches you and says, I need a raise. Um, But the underlying needs, the underlying emotional needs are fear, they need appreciation, they need validation. So yes, you will certainly discuss money, responsibilities, positions, but you should also discuss the uncertainty that they're enduring because of money and for other reasons, uh, how you and others in the company notice them, um, and how they matter to the company, what they are doing in the company, and how it moves the company forward. So two parts the rational conversation about money and appreciation, and the emotional uh, conversation about uncertainty, validation, and appreciation. When you have conversations like these, be shameless. And what I mean by that is don't allow shame to stop you from having this conversation. It's not about how the people around you think that you're weird. That is not what matters. What matters is that you connect with this person emotionally and that you support their emotional needs through your words. Our society wants us to be these cold automatons and only speak rationally as though we were mechanical beings that walk around without feelings, and that just isn't the case. Every conversation that we have has a feeling component, and that needs to be addressed. So let's take another example. I think she might leave me, and underlying that concern about the future is fear, and, and there's this loneliness, and there's this rejection, and there's this devaluation of the person. So you might say something about how there's lots of other women, and and it, although she might leave you, you will probably find somebody else because you always have. But you also might say things like, I know you're scared, and I'm scared all the time, so you understand that they're going through a time of fear and that you've gone through that time of fear also and that you understand that fear and you might say that they will be lonely but you're a friend and and you will take the time to spend with them and while they will be lonely they won't be completely lonely because they'll be lonely with you Um, and you might also say that she's not leaving you because you're a bad person she's leaving you because she and you aren't working so well together, she needs to find somebody that she can work well with. And that opens you up to finding somebody you can work well with also. It's not a rejection of you, it is a rejection of the relationship, how the two of you coexist. Now, the emotional conversation is the more important one. The rational conversation needs to happen, there's no question, but the emotional 
conversation is almost always the one that that person needs more. Give it to them. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you are there for them. Let them know that you understand that there is a set of emotions underlying their concern and that you're ready to talk about those emotions and you're ready to help them with them and you're ready to acknowledge them, put them on the table and say you're afraid, you're lonely, you're fearing rejection, you have uncertainty. All of these things are real and they're valid. We're human beings. We are emotional beings and that needs to be put into the conversation. A warning, if you become good at this, you're also going to become weird because almost nobody does this. It's powerful communication, but it's strange. You'll find yourself sitting down at a table and the person next to you is going through something and you'll tell them that you understand that they're feeling fear, that they're feeling uncertainty, and it's going to work out and they'll look at you like you're some kind of an alien. And you will in fact be an alien because your communication skills will have advanced enormously. You'll be talking to the real complete human being, the emotional human being, not the rational human being that is only a part of each of us. If you don't do this, if you don't communicate also emotionally, not just rationally, what you're going to do is be like almost everybody else that you meet. You're never going to take a risk in a conversation. You're never going to try to be there for others on an emotional level all the time in all conversations. Now this is very safe and you may have been doing this your whole life and it may be working for you. So keep doing it if you don't want to communicate and connect with people emotionally. Thank you for your time.